1: from KQED. Before we get started, a quick warning for this episode. There are two instances in the first half of the show with some details of police violence. Several Bay Area cities have had civilian oversight of police departments for a long time. Berkeley, for example, has had a commission in place since the 70s to monitor what its police department does. But after the summer protests against police violence, Five Bay Area counties and cities still asked voters whether they wanted to strengthen civilian oversight even more. And the answer was a resounding, yeah, across the board.
0: They all passed with very wide margins. These were not close elections to call by any means.
1: The summer protests may have been the tipping point for some places that had ballot measures, but in each, there's also a history of police violence. Today, we're gonna to look at Measure P in Sonoma County and tell you about the evolving role of civilian oversight. I'm Devin Kadiyama. welcome to the Bay.
0: There were five measures that were sort of directly related to oversight of police departments scattered around the Bay Area, different cities, different counties, and they just passed overwhelmingly. Alex
1: Emsley is an editor and reporter for KQED's Criminal Justice Desk. He was following the civilian oversight ballot measures in San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, Berkeley, and Sonoma County.
0: So what all these measures have in common is increasing what people who aren't law enforcement get to know and and frankly get to do about issues within a police department, whether those are changes to policy and how police should generally conduct themselves, or what should be done when an officer commits misconduct. And when you're thinking about all these different things, all these different uh, changes, measures that are taking place, I think it really helps to look at Sonoma County and the creation of uh, independent oversight body in that county for the sheriff coming out of 2013 and the fatal shooting of um, a 13-year-old, Andy Lopez. It was incredibly tragic, right? There is a a young kid, he's holding a fairly realistic-looking BB gun deputies approach him, he's walking along uh, the street in the outskirts of Santa Rosa, and uh, deputies pull up behind him. There's commands given, but uh, Andy Lopez doesn't get fully turned around before former sheriff's deputy, but now a sheriff's sergeant, Eric Gellhouse, shoots him um, to death. That case did not uh, result in any discipline for um, Gellhouse. He, in fact, was promoted to sergeant later. Um, it didn't result in any criminal charges, but it was a major you know, tragedy for the community.
1: The shooting happened on Tuesday, and since then there have been rallies and protests. Today's walk ended at the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office in Santa Rosa.
0: So directly out of the killing of Andy Lopez, over the next couple of years, there's this establishment of this independent oversight office. It's called the Independent Office of Law Enforcement Review and Outreach, or IOLERO.
1: By 2015, this new oversight commission in Sonoma County was up and running, but some people all along weren't sure that this commission had enough power or enough funding. There was also pushback from the county sheriff himself. Then in 2019, this issue came up again after another incident of police violence.
0: Late last year, a Sonoma County sheriff's deputy at the end of a car chase, you know, got into a, a really um, brutal struggle with a, a car theft suspect, also a disabled man. You can see on video because the sheriff's department did release a video of this case. Former deputy Charles Blount, you know, smashing the head of uh, of this man, um, David Ward, into a car door frame in in what is just really a really a hard to watch use of force that, um, you know, the coroner found um, is very likely to have contributed to this man's death, as well as uh, the use of a taser on him and other factors. Now, the sheriff moved to to fire Deputy Blount because of what was shown on on that body camera footage in this case. Um, And Deputy Blount was recently indicted and is facing involuntary manslaughter charges in Sonoma County. Deputy Blount had a long history of using force in ways that was not warranted. The former director of IOLERO, Jerry Threet, definitely um, draws a connection between, you know, the ability of his agency or his former agency to be able to actually, you know, substantively enforce discipline or look at issues even, whether it's not, maybe it's not a punishment thing, but to track issues with deputies. With a more robust ILR, the director can look through these matters. So if something comes up with a deputy, she'll be able to go back to all the other cases that that deputy was involved in that have been investigated. And is this someone who needs to be flagged for greater attention? And if you're able to do that, you can bring that attention to that deputy and prevent the future deaths of other folks.
1: So is it safe to say that the situation with Blount is why Measure P was put on the ballot in 2020?
0: It, it, it was definitely part of it, but like everything else, it's not just one thing. It didn't look like Measure P was going to get on the ballot, partially because signature gathering activities were you know, put to a halt by the COVID-19 pandemic. But it was the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor that... Kind of pushed that measure onto the ballot where it probably wouldn't have gotten before voters this year otherwise. Uh, that's somewhat of an oversimplification, but instead of going through signature gathering, the Board of Supervisors, through you know some lobbying from the community, from the public in Sonoma County, put this measure on the ballot, and then it passed overwhelmingly, um, more than 65% of voters in in favor. Thanks
1: to this ballot measure, Sonoma County's Independent Office of Law Enforcement Review and Outreach will have more power. For example, they're gonna be able to obtain evidence, witness information, subpoena records, and the sheriff now has to cooperate with their investigations. This is just one of five ballot measures in the Bay Area that will strengthen civilian oversight of the police. So did the measures in the five counties and cities that had you know, measures on the ballot pass with overwhelming support like they did in Sonoma County?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> they all passed with very wide margins. These were not close elections to call by any means. Some of them were, you know, expected to pass, but, um, and, and some of them were sort of more, you know, unsure going into the election how sort of the split is going to be. But by, you know, late in the evening on, on election night, it was very clear where all of these measures would end up. That wouldn't have been true a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the impact of the protests over the summer. And the big demand since then from a lot of people has been to defund police departments. But that's not what these measures are all about. So how big a deal are these civilian oversight boards in the grand scope of police accountability?
0: If you're looking at like a a robust model, a strong model of a police commission, or a Sheriff's Oversight Commission, you say, whatever, you want to call it, right? Because these things are called different things. If they have that authority, they can actually make things change. And as transparency has become greater in California, we're starting to see that. You can look at specific examples. I mean, San Francisco has had um, a strong model of a police commission for a long time. And this commission has really exerted itself in a whole bunch of different places. The police commission uh, for a long time did not allow San Francisco police officers to carry tasers and simultaneously pushed for much more, um, I guess, comprehensive or caring responses to people with mental illness. So those are the kind of things that I think if there's the sort of the authority there and the political willingness there, then these are an avenue that they can affect great change. So
1: then if you're somebody who voted for one of these measures, how can you tell if what you voted for is actually happening or and is actually happening in a in a positive way?
0: I think that that's a, an interesting thing about these oversight bodies is they are very they, they require public participation. I mean, I really do think that they do. I think that they function much better if people are attending public meetings of these bodies, the Oakland Police Commission, very much strengthened, uh, changed, uh, uh, reimagined through uh, Alameda County Measure S-1, right? They have public meetings and people can go there and voice what they want commissioners to do, whether it's some sort of policy or approach by the department, whether it's budgetary questions, whether it's who should be the next police chief. Rather than as a solution in and of themselves, I think what they are is an avenue.
1: Right now, everybody's kind of thinking about the election, especially just coming off of you know the, the presidential race that it was called over the weekend. But when you look at the Bay Area and when you think about this past summer and you think about the results that these policing measures got, what do you think it says about the politics of policing right now in the Bay?
0: I think that there um, there was a long shift at play for a long time in California and that the Bay Area, I think, in large part led away from California's old position of heavy on law and order, heavy on sort of privacy protections for police officers and very little on uh public access to information and i think some could argue very little on accountability for officers because of that sort of regime of secrecy right the bay area has for 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 years i think been pushing in a much different direction and since the summer i think there is a clear Um, Voice across a bunch of different cities and counties in the Bay Area anyway, that stronger oversight, greater transparency, greater accountability for for um, police departments and and sheriff's departments, you know, is absolutely what the public wants. And at the end of the day, these agencies are all this is not sort of semantics or an opinion. They are all accountable to the public. They should be and they are all there to serve the public to serve and protect yeah right on the on the driver's side door of the car there it says it right i don't think that that's an extreme position how you get there and how you do it can be i think there will be a lot more maybe controversial type questions that this state and the bay area will need to wrestle with going forward you know one is our police departments funded too much should they be funded less should certain, you know, responses be directed elsewhere that don't necessarily require an armed police officer, frankly, that an armed police officer showing up might make worse. I mean, these are all things that are still out in the ether. They haven't gotten away because Bay Area voters sort of supported some civilian oversight stuff. But these are questions that the civilian oversight bodies, I think, will then now be in a position to whether to either weigh in on or to directly make decisions about.
1: Alex says he's also thinking about how the Biden administration will address policing. When Trump took office, the federal government pulled back on holding local departments accountable. But now president-elect Joe Biden will likely pick that up again and build on what the Obama administration did.
0: I think that they're going to go back to what it was. You know, using the federal department of justice and those and the powers and programs sort of available under that to move this discussion, move this conversation, this debate about policing in a certain direction.
1: Thanks to Alex Emsley, editor and reporter for KQED's Criminal Justice Desk. This episode was produced by Kiana Mogadam, myself, and our editor, Alan Montesilio. I'm Devin Katayama, that's it from us. Talk to you next time.